want to read a passage from Matthew chapter 6. And Jesus is talking about prayer. And he was talking to some people who really loved to pray, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, I would say most of the people I know are reluctant to pray. I don't know a whole lot of people who really long to pray for all of the reasons that are kind of given here. Um, Beth and I were at a um, at someone's house with, uh, let's see, we were two of uh, ten people there. I only knew one of those, uh, Beth, when we got there. And as always happens, um, preacher, could you pray a blessing? <laughs> and uh, and I knew that for the most part, these people were not churchgoers. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really want to pray. It just felt kind of awkward for me in that moment. Um, and that's something that, it, for different reasons, maybe we, we all have different thoughts and responses when it comes to praying. But the thing that Jesus says in this passage is that he really expects prayer to be a part of, of our life. And he says this, and when you pray, and it's that word when that captured my attention, not if you pray, but when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, there it is again, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then in just a few verses from there, um, he gives for us the model prayer that we would know as the Our Father or um, the Lord's Prayer. So he is saying that, that prayer is normal. Prayer is what we were really created for. So I'm going to use this beautiful image again. In my way of thinking, I kind of think, okay, I'm going to dive deep and pray every now and then. And then I'm going to return to the real world. But what I'm reminded in Jesus' way of doing it kind of flips it up on its, on its head. The real world is prayer. The real world, there is nothing more real than the kingdom of God that is among us. There is nothing more real than us communing with our creator. And sometimes we dive away from that communing. And then we find ourselves resurfacing, coming back. And so I want us to, to begin to think of prayer as something that, that is uh, supposed to be as natural as breathing. Let me ask you, um, what do you find most challenging or intimidating about prayer? If you're on Zoom, you can uh, respond in the chat feature. But what do, you, what do you find most challenging, intimidating, awkward, whatever, uh, for you when, when it comes to prayer? Asking for help. Because I was always, I always thought, well, growing up, um, not to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. to, to pray for other people and stuff. Asking for help so for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
Barbara, Sabina said, uh, remembering to do it first. Remembering to do it first. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, I get hung up on like all of the theological implications of like everything I say uh, or yeah. think. Like I'm just like, oh wait, okay, but that implies this about the nature of God, or then, well, am I blah blah blah? Like I'm just like constantly like being aware of all the potential theological implications of the words that come out of my mouth as I'm like trying to pray something. Yeah. And then also the idea of like, well, what is prayer? Am I like, Jesus said, go do these things in my name. He didn't say, go ask me to do these things for you in my name. So I'm like, are we asking or are we, what, is, what does that mean? What is it? Yeah. Like, I think too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to that in a way because I found myself in recent years being so focused on wanting to pray well, mm. like not wanting to do it right, but wanting to have my prayer be effective and, you know, trying to figure out, like, praying according to what I've learned the Bible teaches, you know, I wanted my prayer to be effective if I focus on an individual and, or a situation you know, wanting to speak God's language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not not wanting my words to sort of miss. And so sometimes I'll just be really focused on figuring out how to pray well. And that can be really a struggle. Yeah. That's good. I, I can relate to that. There's a couple here. Oh, sorry. Kat had said the fear of doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, KP had said consistency. Making sure that I I can mix it up because sometimes I just find myself saying the same thing every day, every day, and then then I'm like, I should, you know, speak from my heart more, you know, ask for more instead of just being so structured. Okay. Um, just, uh, this is sort of a a long view thing and connected with our culture, but the question is often asked, does prayer work? Does it work? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I think there's a, a, a thought behind that that, that um, is embedded in our culture, which is not from God, because prayer is asking God something, asking somebody who has the power to do it, if he will do it. And you know, so in that, there's no does it work, mm -hmm. but the culture believes that there's some sort of impersonal, universal energy that if we pray right, we can harness it mm -hmm. and get an effect in the world. And so I think that when you say does prayer work, um, you're either asking, you're either have that view of prayer, or you, you're not sure if there's God. But, but for me, untangling those things from the culture that I come from has been a, a journey, a long journey. I, I totally hear you on that. And then I, I heard as a response to that, the primary thing that what prayer primarily does is perform us. Like most of what it does is change us instead of change the world around us, which is true. But then I think we can actually go so far the other way and then be almost afraid to like present petitions 
because then you have to deal with the if I asked for it, then I have to deal with it if it doesn't happen. Yeah. But if I just say like, oh, well, I'm just being informed, I'm just like, then I don't have to deal with disappointment. Then I don't have to deal with like asking for something, like which again reminds me of like Karen, like the idea of in prayer listening for the heart of God and what what does the Holy Spirit see and say that we can't see and listening well for like what is God doing and how is he leading and then praying in that vein and if it's like if you tap into that current like that's what God is doing and that's where he's going so it's like oh okay now I'm on now I'm on his boat um, well um, I hope this time of confession has been good <laughs> I, I, I mean I I don't know about you, but is it kind of in you maybe a sense of, okay, I'm not alone in this, okay? Um, I bet we could relate to at least a little bit to everything in some ways that was said. Um, a real simple, there would be so many good and right ways to define prayer. Uh, so I don't, uh, we could, that would be a, a whole nother conversation. But for this month, this is how I would like for us to consider uh, defining prayer, and that is all the ways we commune with God. Prayer is all the ways that we commune with God, and I think that's at the yeah, that's at the at the top of, of that prayer card there. And the word commune is the key word there, um, as opposed to communicate. God invites us to commune with Him. And prayer is any of the ways that we commune with him. Um, you have described in your practices that you engaged in in June, you were praying as you were communing with God. Um, when, uh, you know, as a, there'd be so many different ways this could be kind of related to, uh, as a dad, um, I can remember before my kids could speak, still being able to commune with them. Um, and if you were to, to reflect on the answers that we gave for why prayer is difficult or challenging, um, think through what if a child were to give that excuse or that answer to a loving parent as to why they had difficulties being with them. What if I say the wrong things? Uh, they're probably tired of me saying the same thing over and over. Yeah. You know, what if, what if? But really, we're talking communing with a Father who loves us. So there's so many aspects that we could include in prayer. Um, we communicate a lot. If I'm gonna go through the McDonald's drive-through, I have to communicate what I want. I am communicating that I want a cheeseburger ketchup only. And then apparently I don't communicate well, because that, <laughs> that never, never turns out. Yeah. But, um, but I'm not communing with the person in the McDonald's drive-through. I'm just kind of saying something so that I can get what I want. Yeah. Now, 
if you see that I am communing with the person in the McDonald's drive-through, that tells you that I need to really reevaluate my nutritional habits. Okay, if I'm on a first-name basis talking it up with that person, but communing is something that we can do with or without words. But it, it, at the root of it, it is very much a relationship, and so um, I want us to kind of have that mindset. Let me just briefly go over some of these practices that um, you may choose one for the whole month. You may um, pepper each of them throughout the month, whatever you're, uh, you know, however you feel like the Lord leading you. I'm going to talk about breath prayers last because we're going to practice that together. Um, but uh, one of the prayer practices that we want to offer you this, uh, this month is to pray the Lord's Prayer morning, midday, and evening. Now, praying that three times a day, let me make sure we're really clear on what we're not saying. It's not saying that one time is not enough, or you're not going to get God's attention if you only prayed it once every day or so. Um, it's not that God's going to love you more if you pray it three times a day. Um, this is just a way for us to be reminded of the fact that God and his kingdom is really central to our day. And this is one of the ways that we can just kind of come back to him. If you're like me, if I start my day with that, chances are pretty good by the middle of the day, my mind and desires have drifted off. And this is just a way for me to come back to God. Um, at the end of the day, it's a great way for me to come back to God. Um, and I think what you'll experience in this could be, even though you're praying the same words, I wouldn't be surprised if a, if a different word or phrase stood out to you each time as you prayed it those three times during the day, or those roughly 90 times throughout the month of July. Uh, so it is a way for us, um, it, the repetition part of it, if you go to the gym, you know that repetitions are part of it. You don't get on the treadmill and take one step and go, all right, there we go. All right. It's an accumulation of those steps. And so sometimes these practices are just an, an accumulation, almost imperceptible as you go through them. But over time, God can do a transforming work in you. I think that's what you're talking about, how prayer oftentimes is a, is a way that God transforms us. So, um, the, uh, so praying morning, uh, midday, and evening. The uh, kneeling morning and night. Uh, I got a little bit of a jump start on this one and I uh, paired it with a friend of mine that I connected with, reconnected with in Florida on a vacation a couple weeks ago. And he and I are encouraging each other to begin and end our days on our knees in prayer. Uh, sometimes it's helpful to kneel because we don't know what to say and our posture can say so many things that our hearts don't know how to put into words. With the, with the kneeling morning and night, I, um, we have suggested kind of two ways to think about this. Um, begin your day kneeling, acknowledging your willingness to follow and obey God. Just start your day with that. Roll out of bed, knees first if you can and begin your day with uh, just today I don't know what all is going to happen but God my desire is to follow and obey you today and then at the end of the day um, conclude your day kneeling 
submitting to God's care any unfinished tasks or worries from the day. Wouldn't that be a great way to go to sleep? Just to submit yourself to God in that way? You might find yourself confessing to, you know, this morning I said I was going to follow you and obey you, and whoops. <laughs> but I'm, I'm giving that to you as I am about to lay down and rest in your presence. Um, and then breath prayers. I want us to, uh, to engage in breath prayers. Uh, but what I love about breath prayers is this is a way that we can um, engage with God all throughout the day. This is a, a way that you can commune with God through these breath prayers while you are doing other things. And that's not to take away from the focus um, or the attention that you desire to give to God. He realizes that you have things to do during the day, whether it's driving to work, whether it's gardening, doing the dishes. Um, but these are all things that this breath prayers are something that you can do as you are doing other things to also be reminded that God is with you and uh, you can commune with him. One of the ways that we can engage in breath prayers um, is to think of it this way. Just as God breathed life into Adam, God desires to breathe life into us. And so as we think about inhaling, we are saying, God, I want your breath to quicken me, uh, to awaken me. And then on the exhale, um, we are making a request. We are breathing out, this is what I desire. And it can be just a, a very short word or a phrase for each of those. As you think about what is a, an attribute or characteristic of God that surfaces right, in that yes. moment. It could be something that, that you desire to experience God as, or maybe it's a way of acknowledging that you have experienced him in this way. Um, I think we've got a few um, examples there. Um, it could be Lord or Counselor or Almighty or Father. And so uh, just on the inhale, to say that word, hold for just a, a brief moment, and then on the exhale, what is your request? What's the desire of your heart? Is it healing? Is it for him to draw close? Is it for forgiveness, provisions, help? And so if we went with the name Father and on the exhale, heal, it would be um, a rhythm, very natural rhythm, just Father, heal, Father, heal. Father, here. So just where you are, I invite you to close your eyes just for the purpose of uh, helping you focus a little bit. What's a name or characteristic, name, attribute of God that comes to mind? And breathe that in. He desires to give himself to you in that way. And in a word or short phrase, what's your request this morning? What's a desire that you want to voice to him? And pair these with your breathing. Pay attention to just the cool air as it enters your nostrils. That name, that attribute, that characteristic of God. 
hold for just a second and on the exhale. What is it that you want to express to God, to ask God for?